the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, Steps to Financial Blessing. And now here is Bishop Caldwell. He's concerned about our moral standing. He's concerned about our interaction with this government. He's concerned about our interaction with our enemies. He's concerned about our interaction with our neighbor. God is concerned about all of this. And so once we get it, we shouldn't have to necessarily be being retaught it. We ought to understand it when we get it. And then do it. And it's over a long period of time that we prove ourselves by life circumstances that you don't let nothing stop you from praising God. You don't let nobody stop you from coming to church. You don't, you, that's already decided. You got a husband that say you ain't going to church and then you ought to tell him I ain't going to be your wife no more. Because you are not God in my life. Hmm? Ain't but one God and your husband ain't him. And your wife ain't, ain't him. Didn't Peter say we ought to obey, obey God rather than men? That's still in your Bible. So this is, this is what I'm saying. Some people have been so lied to so many years. All that preacher want is my money. Well, this one don't. I want you to sow good seed into good ground so you can reap a good harvest. That's what I want for you. And when you get the money, I want you to have godly wisdom to know what you need to do with the money. All right. Are we communicating? I'm re getting ready now to do a long read. Are you in Luke chapter 16? All right. Commencing at verses 1 through 13. And he said also unto his disciples, not church members, Huh? Right. To his disciples. Those are the learners. Said to his disciples. There was a certain rich man. Who had a steward. And the same was accused. Unto him. That he had wasted his goods. And he called him. And said unto him. How is it. That I hear this of thee. Give an account. Of thy stewardship. For thou mayest no longer. Be steward. You, you will let me read on. Verse 3. Then the steward said within himself. What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away from me. The stewardship. I cannot dig. Dig it. To beg I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship. Because the man going to fire me. Because I ain't been right with what. Have been committed into my hands. So when I'm put out of the stewardship. 
they may receive me into their houses. So I need to cut a deal. That's what he's saying. I need to cut a deal with the folk that's doing business with my boss. So that when I'm fired, I can go to them and say, look, when I was in control, you owed the man $80. This is just an example. And I only charged you 40 So now I need that 40 I, I, I need that 40 <laughs> Rat. That's a rat. Verse 5. So he called everyone. He called who? He called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first. First one that he called. How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, take thy bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Quickly. Because the man may come in and, and, and find you, you know, the, 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 the paperwork being altered. Quickly. Get, get on, write it down. Give it back to me. Now, if that ain't a rat, you talk about, well, anyway. So, in verse 7, then said he to another, and how much owest thou? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, take thy bill and write four score, 80. So I'm going to take 20. I'm, I'm knocking 20 off, off the end, but when I get fired, because I know I'm going to get caught, I'll be back at you. Mm. Ask your neighbor, was this a just steward or was he a crook? Look at verse 8. And the Lord commanded the unjust steward, commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. For the sons of this age are in their generation wiser than the sons of light. Now, it's been a lot of controversy over what Jesus said right here because it appears as though he is commending the man for the wrong that he did. Now, you know the Lord cannot be tempted with evil, and the Lord doesn't tempt us. So what is actually going on right here? Jesus is taking another route with this illustration right here, and this is the route that he's taking. He never told the man that you were wrong for being a crook or that you were right for being a crook. What he was telling his disciples, and that's who he was laying this lesson out for, he was telling them, look, you see this unjust steward? He knows that the job he's on ain't going to last always. But at least he's wise enough to understand that this job ain't going to last always. And that he's going to need some security when he no longer has employment. That was the lesson right there. That at least he was wise enough to be a crook. Because he was looking into the future. Just like the ant. Summertime harvest time. So that's what this steward was doing. He never said that the man was right for stealing or taking away from his boss. He was saying that at least the man had wisdom enough to understand, even though he was doing wrong, shouldn't have been doing wrong. He had wisdom enough to know that one of these days this job going to run out. 
And so the very people that, that I'm robbing my boss for, I'm going back to them so that they can pay me for what I'm doing for them. You got it? You got it? So how wise are you in this generation? Are you wise enough to save something every paycheck? Are, are, are you wise enough to be a tither? Uh, are you wise enough to give the Lord sometimes just a free will offering? The, the day I'm just going to give him $100 above everything else I'm doing, I'm just going to bless him with $100. $100 that was put in my hand last night is it, going to the church today. When you know and understand what you need to do with money, then money does not become your master. All right. Uh, in verse 8, and the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely. So the eyes on the wisdom of the man. For the sons of this age are in their generation wiser than the sons of light. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends by means of the money of unrighteousness that when it fails they may receive you into everlasting habitations now, now Jesus is, is a controversial individual anyway just like the eloquent preacher <laughs> who gives a flip what you think what we say as long as we're not telling you to do wrong what's your problem but here's the, here's the deal. Jesus said, make friends with those that have money. What? Amen. Make friends with people that have something. Not because you want to get it, but because at least you got sense enough to not ha have a house full of broke friends. If all your friends broke, none of y'all got anything. I know I'm slaughtering the king's English, but make friends with those that have money. Who, Mr. Big Stuff, who do you think you are? That's the wrong attitude. I'm going to be a friend to this brother or sister because they're a likable person and I can see that they're striving to do well. I don't have what they have. I'm not covetous minded. I'm not trying to get what they have. But I'm not hating on them either. Too many folk are drinking, like the minister said last night, too many folk are drinking haterade. If you look at what you've had in your hand and the opportunities that God has given you, and now you are not broke, you flat broke, then who can you blame? I ain't going down that church putting my money in. And, and here the old man is. You married to him. He ain't even a Christian. You ain't going down in that church today. What? And you better not put no more money in there. That man down there riding in a Lexus and you in a Chevrolet. And you down there giving your money up. See that's what the devil wants. People to start thinking. So let me ask you a question. Are you living up to your limit? In excellence, 
in the things that you desired and prayed to God for and he bless you with? Or are you tripping because someone else has more than you? You ought to be glad. At least as you see the Lord that blessed them, you ought to have understanding. Okay, I'm next in line. <laughs> He's blessed them, I'm next in line. Because if you keep your heart right, everything is going to end up just like it's supposed to. You don't want to have a friend, a house full of friends that, that doesn't have anything. They can't help you and you can't help them. In the place you're going to make your money, if you found out that they were going into bankruptcy Tuesday and it's Monday, wouldn't you be over there trying to find that supervisor and say, look, uh, let, me, let me holler at you. <laughs> that, that week I worked in the hole, I kind of need that. Could I get that today? So a few things. It's okay to have poor friends so they can see your example of what it took and to see where you are and how the Lord has blessed you. It's okay to understand that I must be a steward. In other words, if you say, I got paid today, the Lord has blessed me. I'm so happy and I'm debt free. And here comes someone to me and they have a need. And so since they have a need, I will not be distracted in the name of Jesus. So you say, well, they have a need. Okay, if the Lord witness in my heart to give them a piece of money, I give them a piece of money. If there's a big old hold up in my spirit, they ain't getting nothing. Now you say, well, you're wrong, Pastor. Well, that's all right. You handle your stuff. As many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So our stewardship, you should be really concerned about just reaching in your purse or reaching in your wallet, fellas, pulling $20 out, just giving it to somebody. You have to account for that money in the presence of the Lord. That's why he gave it to us. For us to be stewards over it. These are the steps that lead to financial freedom. And don't you let nobody put you on no guilt trip. Because you're not sitting up every Friday giving them your money. If a man doesn't work. Come on I got enough Bible up here. I know what I'm talking about. If a man does not work. He should not eat. And you be careful that you don't become somebody's bank account. And I know a lot of times parents just sit back and just get their kids money, just get their kids money, just get their kids money. If that child is old enough to work, they ought to have a job. It's a difference between real medicine and a supplement. <laughs> Your supplement don't become the real thing for them. Y'all still here? Okay, which verse did I stop? I'm in verse 9. Yeah, and I say unto you, make to yourselves friends by means of the money. The money of unrighteousness. That when it fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. In other words, this man had already taken and the Lord said that at least you were wise enough to look out for the future and they owe you because you cut their bill 
And so when you go to them and you in need, they can receive you in the everlasting habitation. It amazes me how the world takes care of the world. And it's a shame sometimes how the body of Christ does not respond to those that are in need among us. And you have to always look out because some people among us have game. That's all they have. Fred Price said one time a guy came to him all the way from Alaska. And said, Dr. Price, the Lord told me to come and talk to you. He said, oh, talk to me about what? He said, the Lord told me to come talk to you because I need $5,000. Fred Price said, well, the Lord didn't tell me. So I don't know what you're talking about. Don't be gullible. Mm-hmm. Y'all here? Verse 11. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? Now you think about that. You think about that. If, if we have not been faithful dealing with money, then how can God trust you with the true riches of his word in revelation knowledge? So that tells me if we're not faithful in the unrighteous mammon, then how would you ever expect the Holy Ghost to teach you what Psalms 23 and 1 is really talking about? The true riches are God's word. And the better you handle your business and the purer your heart is, the more you can hear God. That's what this is. Why do you think the Lord keeps giving me revealed knowledge? Because I strive to be right toward him and do what is right. And the Geiger counter behind all that can be seen in what I do with my money. I'm the pastor here. And I don't take that lightly. And there are people here that work in finance. And if I'm given money when I'm paid through a check, then don't you know that it's my responsibility as a pastor, a brother, and an overseer to make sure that my tithes, not that I'm afraid of anybody in finance. Everybody in finance ought to be afraid of me. <laughs> not really. But... If my envelope shows that I'm stealing and I'm not a tither and I'm sitting out here talking to you about tithing, we got a problem. And if anybody working in finance is not a tither and I find out about it, then you shouldn't be working in finance. That's just an illustration. Because if 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 the person in finance, now right here, we, we got a beautiful finance department. We, everything is accounted for before these ladies leave. And I thank God for them. Come on, clap your hand. Thank God for them. I've known and heard of places where the pastor of the church would put money in before the congregation and go to finance and get his money back. People do all kinds of stuff, money. 
If you can't be trusted with money, you can't be trusted with revealed knowledge out of God's word. That's the lesson. <laughs> That's the lesson. All right? I tried to keep this uh, within an hour, but I didn't, I didn't do well. Verse 11. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? That's the same thing with the people here, musicians and everybody um, here. It would be absurd to find out that you are not a tither. Then you can't be on no instrument around here. If you rob God and, and this musician over here is behind me, I can't trust you behind me. You may have a blade. <laughs> be fair with your finances. Be fair with the people that you owe those bills to others. Be fair about it. And God will open a door and make room for you. But don't be running around trying to get over on people, you know, and not doing what you need to do financially. That's, that will not work. And in conclusion, because the question is who's going to trust you with the true riches? That's God's word. Verse 12. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, who shall give you that which is your own? Now, I've had some young ministers around here. I, you know, I'm soon to be an old man. In a few days, I'll be 75 years old. And it may look easy to some of these young bucks. Yeah. And that's good. But I'm not selfish. That's why we got a school here for you. <laughs> but here's the point. If some of my ministers are not faithful to me, I can't even get them in Sunday school. Then who is going to trust you with the riches of God's word and you're not even faithful to the man that God has put over you? This before I conclude. A lot of times, see, you have to be careful, especially here in Ghetto Parish. Because there's a lot of foolish talking people. He's a man like I am. He put his pants on like I do. You don't know how I put my pants on. I may come out of the ceiling every morning on a special slide. But the thing is, either you are in charge in authority or you are under authority if you are under authority God says I'm putting this man over you to see how faithful you can be to him because if you can't be faithful to him you won't be faithful to me either and you can see him you can't see me and I'm everywhere and finally no servant, verse 13, can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one, that's strong right there, and love the other, or else, else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. So if money is first, God isn't. If God is first, then money is second. But it all comes back to the temptation. I just got paid, you said. 
So what am I going to do with this money? Am I going to take God's tenth off the top in an offering? And put that into God's treasury on Sunday when I go or Wednesday when I go? Or am I going to rob God because God knows I have a need? The problem with that kind of thinking is you, if you have a need, go and talk to God about it. But God will never allow any of us to rob him. Now, the Holy Ghost just dropped this in, so let me give it to you. When King David was running for his life because Saul was trying to kill him. David came to that temple and the priest had some showbread in there that was only lawful for the priests to eat. Today's message, Steps to Financial Blessing, FC3000, 3000 is now available on CD for only $10 and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885 or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana 71119 or email us greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Know Your Bible radio broadcast is now available as a podcast. You can listen to Know Your Bible through Apple Podcast, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Simply search for Know Your Bible or Bishop Caldwell in either app. Tap the subscribe button and Know Your Bible will come to you automatically each time an episode is posted. Enjoy! Now the question is... There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago and he answered me, came into my heart and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. the trouble all over the world. I'm telling every man, woman, boy and girl. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you say those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. 
Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.